WBNE. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So team up with your former enemy. And destroy some shipping containers. Because today we're bringing you... The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm gonna get out of bed and start my day. Cook up a breakfast of bacon and eggs. I won't check my phone till after my coffee. Founder of the Winter Soldier, Episode 3, Power Broker, released uh, April 2nd, 2021. That's two days ago as of recording. Directed by Carrie Scoglin, who's directed all of these so far. Got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I am joined by a guest today, Rachel Bartholomew from the Perspective Z Hello. podcast. And we're getting a full-on Generation Z take on the Falcon and the yes. Winter Soldier. Howdy, Rach. Howdy. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you joining in at such short notice. This is very fun. It is. I love sharing a zoom screen with you right isn't it the best <laughs> it is oh so tell me about episode three of the falcon and the winter soldier how have you been liking the show so far let's start with that is it is it hitting for you is it not uh are you a big fan of these characters so previously? actually just yesterday i was like i think i need to watch like i think i need to get caught up on this so i watched all three episodes in the past 24 hours okay yeah um See, I'm, I am I like to consider myself a casual Marvel fan, except Fair. Spider-Man, uh, specifically okay. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I know everything about all of those. Perfect. Um, but like these characters, <laughs> keep, that. these characters keep popping up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm like, am I supposed to know that person? Like with Zemo, I was like, it, I had to ask yes. my stepdad. I was like, am I supposed to know him or am I supposed to know he's a person and we haven't met him before? Like, am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to recognize his face? Because I didn't. Most of them know Helmet Zemo absolutely <laughs> was the entire villain of the uh, Captain America 3 Civil War. Listen, um, I have a short attention span. No, I don't it's know all if good. you've learned this about me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I have say. ADHD and like literally in movies half the time I'm fidgeting with something right now like I am constantly fidgeting with things and sometimes I'll get too focused on what I'm fidgeting so I miss like oh, half I hate of that. movies I hate that that's the worst I'll do that sometimes where I'll be like playing a game on my phone while I'm watching something and then realize that I had no idea what was going on for the last 20 minutes in the movie because I'm mm -hmm. playing some crazy game of solitaire just like <laughs> struggling real hard with this against this computer opponent and be like ah yeah, I missed so the like, whole plot <laughs> the scene we're, I'm assuming we're doing spoilers since this is yeah, an yeah. episode. Okay, this is cool. a completely spoilerful. <laughs> okay, uh, review. so like in the last um, 15 minutes or so, when yeah. Zemo gets shot. No, not Zemo. Who gets shot in the in the, power, in the, the power broker? Yeah. Okay. When he gets shot, I was staring oh, no, wait, at. Sorry, the do the doctor, whatever the yeah, yeah, the like the guy that made the serum. Yes, doctor, <laughs> doctor. Uh, God, something. Hang on. Hanging the on. Falcon and the Tersolier, episode three. Also, um, I hope you like my water bottle. It's all, <laughs> I, I, I love it. My stickers. I, I can, oh, look at that. Look at that. That's fun. We've got, we've got a bacon and eggs one. Hey, that's me. That's the show you're on right now. It is. And then what I've got, you know, name? Dwight Schrute. I think it's a cool sticker water bottle. It is pretty neat. Dr. Nagel. There it is. Dr. Nagel. When he got shot. Yeah. Now, I you're was, not supposed to know who he is, as far as I know. I, yeah, that was another okay. one. I was like, surely this is a new guy. Okay. But I was staring at my phone. or No, I was putting away laundry, actually, because I was trying to gotcha. multitask. And he got shot. And I out loud went, huh, I was supposed to be paying attention there. And had to, like, <laughs> rewind 30 seconds and figure out what happened. Yes, Cause, absolutely. Because the first time, the first time, the first thing I remembered hearing... Because, you know, every now and then you just kind of tune out uh, was, what did you just do? I don't remember who said right. it in the show. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, so Zemo shoots him because they, 
I guess don't need him anymore. They have all the information he's going to give. And then he created the super soldier serum at, or recreated it from mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah's blood. Isaiah, the, uh, the the black super soldier who was in jail. Um, well, Zemo thinks they were done with him, but apparently everyone else was not on that same page. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Sam and, and Bucky alleged, I mean, Sam is, and Bucky allegedly are like heroes, like the good guys, like on the side of the good guys. Which and I'm so, questioning, quite honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really know where they stand, right? Because they don't like the government. Right. Obviously, because the government put this new Captain America in charge and he's mm-hmm. a um which is a, dumb. a total total tool. Yeah. Um but also like they're not necessarily on the side of the flag smashers. No. Um, but like I don't understand how the Flag Smashers are the bad guys because they're just trying to help people after the blip that were, like, displaced because the people came. Like, I just... Well, so, and I think that this is an important episode because they have been sort of leading you in that direction that, like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe the Flag Smashers aren't that bad, right? And maybe uh, we can feel yeah. sympathetic for Carly. And they spend this whole episode being like, oh, Carly's, like, losing somebody. This is real mm-hmm. sad. And then she blows up a building full of people. Right. And that's... And just kills a bunch of people. I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. She's still a terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, this is I... not the point they were trying to make, clearly. I think the guy sitting next next door in the van was like there were innocent people in there there were still people in there and she was like well none of them are innocent or she said something along the, those lines and i was like oh mm, right mm. and there's that's yeah so if if i thought the show was in any way reactionary like that's what i would think is like I, I guess they're just good at planning like what people's mm-hmm. thoughts are going to be and that clearly people were going to start to sympathize with this girl because she's like you know a fairly young person that's leading this rebel band of miscreants and it's easy obviously the government's not the the good guys here especially in the uh in the wake of the blip so it's easy for them to be like oh well this is a a rebel hero we need like princess leia and they had to be like "Mm, maybe not maybe not (laughs) maybe not not. yeah it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there and like if they try and give her a little bit of a redemption arc or if they just leave her and they're they continue down this path because quite honestly I can't tell what their mission is. Like, they're trying to help people who were displaced when the people came back from the blip, but then they're also just blowing people up. Well, so I think that they had decided that the world was better off during the blip, right? Where, like, with half the people gone, things were sad, but also probably kind of better for those half the people, right? Like, yeah. half the people t- equals twice the resources, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um not always how it works, but like, yeah, you know, a country, a, a world that was united against the blip had to be a, a powerful thing. And we haven't really got any, you know, outside of what we're shown in uh, an endgame, we haven't really got any look at what life was actually like during the blip. Right. They haven't made any of those shows because Wanda was obviously blipped and then we had WandaVision. Spider-Man was blipped and we had Spider-Man Far From Home. And those are the only things that have happened post Endgame, right? Like, like. Right. Do you think they'll make that show? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, how they're going to because eventually they're going to have to show us that time. Right. But the only heroes that were alive were the original six. Right. Hawkeye and Iron Man and Captain America and, and Thor. And which just it's, and what Black a Widow. roll of the dice there that those six are the ones that stay. Oh, yeah. A totally random half of the population. <laughs> right. right. Like totally random. No way that that was a plot device whatsoever. Mm-mm. So I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time seeing where they would tell that story. You know mm-hmm. who they would tell that story through because like everybody else was blipped. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, and I don't think that's the time period the Loki show is covering. I don't think that's the time period that the Black Widow movie is covering. Maybe in Hawkeye, maybe the Hawkeye show. I don't know when the Hawkeye show takes was, place. When does that one come out? Uh, I think that's the last one. Oh, yeah. This year. I haven't Hawkeye heard much about that date. one, so I think you're right on it being later. They were still filming like a month ago. Yeah. Because I kept seeing stuff on TikTok. 
of them like actively filming the show. So what I find interesting is like living in the time of COVID, right? None of these shows, like they had the opportunity to throw in a mask here or there and they don't. So is it just in an, like, obviously it's an alternate reality, but they're trying to make it seem like it's in our modern day. So are they just glossing over it? Did that happen during the blip? Yeah, I, I think so. I think post blip is something like 2025 or 26 or something like that. So then it would have like, happened right as the blip happened. Oh, that would have been chaotic. Theoretically? <laughs> that would have been awful. I think that they're just, you know, this is a, an earth where there was no COVID. Can you imagine? Okay, exactly. But they did. <laughs> hey, to be fair, they did have the blip. And they had absolutely no idea that those people were going to come back. Right. So like they did spend five years where half the population was just dead. Yeah. Which is like. Much worse than what COVID has done so far. So far. Um, though there wasn't a, you know, really a chance for a second blip. You know, it was it was right. pretty unlikely that well, Thanos was going to be like, mm, hang they on, we need to, to uh, fix it. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's not how movies work. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> something so, really I, funny. <laughs> Just thinking about the end credits scene. Yeah. If they screwed God. up a second time. Jesus. <laughs> and it's just Hulk standing there by himself like, oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's Hulk and Ant-Man. That's it. Um, but yeah, so Black Widow's dead and uh, Iron Man's dead and Captain America's dead and Thor is alive and Hulk is alive mm-hmm. and Hawkeye is alive. So yeah, I, I think that they could, there's a, a strong possibility that we would see some of that time frame during the Hawkeye show, especially since he's the one that made the most like off-screen character growth during that right. time because he comes back in Avengers Endgame like, you know, a ninja or whatever, like Mr. <laughs> right. Assassin guy with the mohawk and stuff. He, he, he took on a whole different personality. So that would be very interesting. But this was honestly not something I thought they were going to tackle at all was like, I figured, it, you know, it's a superhero franchise, right? Everybody comes back and everybody's like, oh, joy, it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And and so far, a lot of the prop, all of the properties have have brought the kind of weirdness of the blip into it in, in a way that I didn't really expect. Right. Especially this show, which is like, you know, now you've got the potential that, um, you know, there are terrorists that like things better the way they were. Which I feel like you would have that people that oh, liked it the way they were that it was. Well, again, like it, it had to be kind of rad to live in a world that was all sort of united, mm-hmm. you know, no borders or whatever. Like and and you know, it it sucked for a lot of people. Obviously, things are hard when you lose your loved ones, but the the fallout is definitely not what I would have expected at all. Or expected Disney to be like, yeah, we're going to tackle this and like right. the fact that things are harder for people of color after the blip. Right. Um. To be fair, I so think how- they were harder for them before the blip too but well yeah, so 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 blippies of color are having a harder time reintegrating right. to society than um those that uh are white at least I in america saw a tiktok that was it's people of color so white people are people of no color now and i love that and i was like i'm gonna use that <laughs> and so they I do love a, that they do a bunch of skits of like oh my gosh we just got invited to our people of no color wedding we're so excited we have to learn um the macarena and the ymca God. dance <laughs> it's so good if i can find it i'll send you the link oh to their page oh my god that's so good it's good that's so good um <laughs> How does Gen Z feel about this show? I know it's because it's tackling topics that uh, none of these shows have dared to come or none of these Disney properties have dared to come toward so far with things like, you know, normalizing therapy and mm-hmm. uh, predatory bank lending. It, so I haven't talked to all of the generation. Obviously, we're not all in a group chat because um, that'd get ridiculous. Y'all don't just have like a big Instagram DM or wherever <laughs> no. Snapchat DM, wherever you keep teens talk. 
TikTok. We all TikTok just make TikToks. Yeah, no, we make TikToks and we send them to each other. That's how we communicate. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, do okay. you remember how we bought out all the tickets to the Trump rally? We yeah. did that through TikTok. Through TikTok. <laughs> That'd be a like, whole different app. TikTok. You're like making TikToks and sending them to people. People do as it. like a like I, a point-to-point messaging system. I don't. I post TikToks of my dog being cute, but like people okay. do it. So like if I wanted to say something to you, I would I would open I would open my iPhone 12. Um, um, Pro and Max, I would open and my I Google would, Pixel too. <laughs> that's so wild to me. Uh, and I would go to the TikTok app, and I would I would hit the the plus button down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't I can't type that okay. one. Yeah, there you go. And I would be like I would be like, Yo, Rachel, what's up? Thanks for hanging out on Bacon and Eggs today. This has been a blast. And um, then I would I would post it. Like I would I would just post it to the. So maybe not quite as directly, but like if you want to call someone out, and it kind of has a larger application. Like you want to call your friend out. But you know, can, other friends have this same issue. You could or like can, like you can make a video that's like send this to your friend that never responds on time, and then you can send it directly to the friend you're thinking of. But then other people can also send it to their friends. Okay. So hold it, on, I'm, I'm I'm getting the hang of this real quick. I'm learning man. to be a teen. Katrina and I were talking about this this week on our show, but we hated TikTok when it came out. We thought TikTok was the dumbest thing, and now I'm over here. Oh, TikTok is the best thing. It's the best what's your, thing. What's your at? Uh, I think it's Rach Bart. Let me check. See, I feel like I'm a bad Gen Z. Like, I don't understand the Gen Z things. Yeah, oh, it's at Rach Bart. Follow back. Don't be offended that I didn't already follow you. I don't ever check that, ever. No, you're oh, good. Okay, hang on. I can do this. How do I search? No, hey, look, wow now just go. started following me. Hey, look at that. I sent you the TikTok. Now we have communicated. <laughs> Perfect. I am. <laughs> I am a teen again. This is the most bonkers thing that I've heard since since Tori Wood was like, yeah, all teens talk through Instagram DMs. We don't have each other's numbers. And I'm like, you people are I would are say insane. that's true. We, DMs of some platform or another. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's gone all over the place. It was WhatsApp and then it was, you know, X and Y, uh, Snapchat and Instagram. And so that's what I was wondering was the new platform if you're just talking directly on TikTok DMs. What I thought you were saying is that literally you would like make a TikTok and be like, yo, um, what's up, Rachel? You want to go to the mall today? <laughs> no. And you would post that and and hope they saw it because that no. sounds like insanity to me. <laughs> that sounds like a great way to use TikTok. Um, I posted that to TikTok so that only my followers could see it. So if you're watching <laughs> this video on YouTube or you're listening to this podcast on a podcast app, go follow me at Wow Now on Twitter or on TikTok. That's W zero W N zero W and comment on that video and say, "Hey, I can see this." Fantastic. So anyway, um. <laughs> You haven't talked to the whole generation about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but like as a, a person who is sort of younger than me, how does it, does this show hit? I like it. Yeah. I okay. really appreciate that Marvel tackles mental health. They make sure like with, even just with Thor getting, going through his depression, Gen Z loved that. It was all over Gen Z side of social media because it's not shown or it wasn't shown before. Right. And I think the blip added a chance for them to take advantage of that and really show mental health. And they did a good right. job of it. And I love the therapist. <laughs> Yes, she is. She is great. Uh, I hope we get to see more of her in this season. We only have three more episodes left in the season, so I'm very curious as to how many things they're going to leave unraveled mm-hmm. uh, because they're setting up a lot of stuff. I don't know if that's going to translate into other TV shows like we did with the the Mandalorian, or if it's going to translate into future seasons of this, which I'm sure it will because there's no real stakes on this show whatsoever. You want to know a secret? I've what? seen one episode of Mandalorian. Really? Really. Oh, man. I love that show. Um, But it does a good job of, like, introducing side characters and then Disney being like, by mm-hmm. the way, this side character is going to get their own show. Sup? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if, like, 2022, they were like, okay, uh, Helmet Zemo, the show, is becoming a thing where this dude is, like, <laughs> And then reformed. I really have to learn who he is. Or, or Sharon Carter, the show. I love her. Do we? Do we love Sharon Carter? I do. And maybe it's just because 
I love the she, actress, but yeah, she's great. But yeah, it's especially God. <laughs> it's kind of like how I love Tom Holland so much as Spider Man. Okay, like I spend more watching Spider Man mainly because of the casting. Fair. Okay. <laughs> like Iron so she, Man is great and all, you know, Cap is great, but Spidey Boy. <laughs> she's so boiled down in the original Steve story for me that I just cannot separate it into this thing that I actually like. I have a hard time giving Bucky Barnes the time of day because I've hated him in every single thing he's been in. Same until this point. Um, and Sam's sort of just been there. Uh, and I still think that like Anthony Mackie sort of forgets how to act every other scene where like there's some pretty wild, uh, wildly poor delivery here. And I get that he's acting with Sebastian Stan and Daniel Bruhl, who I believe are both like either Oscar winners or like Oscar nominees mm-hmm. for like big roles. Um, and he's Anthony Mackie from, you know, uh, the sidekick in the Captain America movies. But he definitely is just kind of like, wow, that's a line. So I have a question for you. And this is show related, shockingly. Um, Go for it. I can't remember if it's up two or three, because again, 24 hour period. Um, I could probably tell you. When they're in the bar and he gets his regular drink and he, they like cut up the snake and they put it in. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's this episode. Okay, cool. Yeah. So do you think the guy, the bartender knew that it wasn't whoever he was pretending to be? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. I thought that they, I thought it was going to break bad way before then. Me too, because I was like, or I thought he grabbed like the poison sack from the snake or like the venom snack, snack, sack. And he was trying, like initially that's what I thought he was doing. He was just trying yeah. to poison him because the real guy would have known. Yeah, because Anthony Mackie's like, wow, this is a good snake. Mm-hmm. Um, And I get that that's him supposed to be bad at acting that part because he's not that part. Um, but yeah, he's very much like, wow, this is some great snake juice. I love it when I drink this snake. Yummy. I fully expected the bartender just to be like, okay, panic button. Or just pull hey, out a hey, gun bar with full the way of, it was going. Bar full of criminals in this knockoff Singapore. Can you come kill this guy? Thank right. you. I think that and was s- kind of their clue. Or like their first clue. Also, I whenever they say random things, like random phrases, I'm pretty sure those are supposed to be code words that like the actual guy would know. So I can't remember what she said, but I think she said like when they were back with what's her face i'm terrible with names but the woman that they were talking to that she was like sam put it on speaker but it wasn't she didn't say sam oh she's the she's yeah whatever i think she's the power broker or whatever but when she said something like tiger's blood or something and no one reacted smiling tiger smiling tiger yeah i'm pretty sure that was a code that he was supposed to react oh that's the character who he's playing that's that's his name is smiling tiger that makes more sense because that's (laughs) such a random thing to just say yeah, no, that's so that's the character he's playing is Smiling mm-hmm. Tiger, this this African warlord. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought she was going to get clued in earlier. And maybe she did know. Maybe she totally knew. And that's why when the phone rings, she's like, put it on speaker. I kind of think she did know. Because that was definitely I didn't think about it until just now because I was literally thinking earlier, like she has to know, like she's been informed that this mm-hmm. is not Smiling Tiger, right? Like this is. Also, his disguise was terrible. At least put on some sunglasses, buddy. Yeah, really. That dude clearly wears sunglasses indoors. Like, and if, the, if you an, go to this, he's place an African enough, warlord. That's right? the one thing I know is that they wear sunglasses and drive Toyota pickup trucks. Like, but like you would think if Smiling Tiger went to this bar enough that they know his order, they would recognize his face. Yeah, with sunglasses. Know, That's all I'm asking so- for. I know that this is not a real, Madripoor is not a real place, the city they go to, and it's just supposed to be like, it's supposed to exist alongside of real places, like everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Sokovia and Wakanda. Mm-hmm. But all of these places are like aggressively stereotyped, and I really thought they would be getting out of that by now. Yeah. Like, because I, I get it, like Singapore is the the place by, you know, where, where they're like, we're originally pirates, and it's like a terrifying place where there are still pirates and everything, but it's like, you don't really have to make it out so like the, the place that's supposed to be Singapore is this whole entire city full of like war criminals basically hiding out right. and there's no safe place 
Because when I think of Singapore just now, not even in the MCU, I think of like the pictures I see that kind of looks like Tokyo at night when it's all lit up. Yeah. I don't immediately think of pirates. No, I don't either. And I get that it's it's situated, it's a trading port, right? It's situated on the Strait of Malacca, mm-hmm. um, which is a thing that everybody learned about last week or two weeks ago, whenever the boat thing happened, um, everybody was like, oh, so there's two more of these places that we could break, theoretically. (laughs) Excellent. My favorite thing was, I don't know who did it more, Gen Z or Millennial, but everyone was like, put the boat back. That was was my dopamine. Put the boat back. I mean, for real, like, the world had never been united against anything like that. (laughs) Like, it was the best thing. And people were like, those sailors are are, are in such danger. They're they're hurt. And, and, and Jen, all of the people under 40 or under 35 were just like, mm, don't care. Boat funny. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It, and the problem is it got unstuck with so little gravitas, right? Like they just right. eventually, the digger, the one backhoe was like, yeah, I got it. Sure. And they just drove it out. Which is just right. And they didn't, they didn't have to blow it up on pay-per-view. Like... Who wrote the I script know, for that one? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Cop out on the boat thing. Um, because like Sokovia is just like, oh, wow, well, this is Eastern Bloc place affected by Cold War. We are all miserable in Sokovia. It has weird I'm shamanistic traditions. In that's not a defining trait. And like, and then, and then Wakanda is like, we knew four things about Africa and we used all of them in yeah. one go. Uh, and then, yeah, for, for Madripoor, they're just like, okay, um... Ooh, boy, you know, let's just I go with Moss Eisley on this one. Like, yeah. uh, a hive of vile scum and villainy. Um, I also which can't. they already is how they portrayed Seoul in Black Panther as well. Yep. Seoul, South Korea. Yep. Uh, so there's some weird, like, weird, you know, Southeast Asian xenophobia going on from the brass at Marvel with this whole thing of, like, all of these cities suck. And, like, they just don't. Like, Singapore's a beautiful and vibrant place. Um, I do think if you're caught doing drugs, you get killed by oh. the government. Like, it's a, like it's an immediate... Oh, in real Singapore? In real Singapore, yeah. I think if you do drugs in real Singapore, then they just, like, kill you on sight. How do they feel um, about snake shots? I don't know. I have no idea. But th- th- that whole thing just made me feel... It's not as bad as High School Musical 2, but it did make <laughs> me feel a little icky. Um, yeah, that was a weird set of scenes. Yeah, I'm. Well, that's, we're not here to talk about that. That already happened, I think. How far ahead are we on Big Nicks? Yeah, we've released that episode. Okay. Yeah, you- yes. yes. We have <laughs> oh, I meant episode. the bar scene was a weird set, weird set of scenes, but I mean, High School Musical oh, yeah, 2 yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go to Sharon's apartment and she's just like having a rager. Mm-hmm. With all this stolen artwork. With all this stolen artwork. Like, yeah, she's cool. Like, I get it. And, and Sam doesn't understand stolen artwork. And he's all like, oh, look, everybody's so world weary. And I, there's Sam. Um, I don't know. I don't like the way this show is making me like Bucky Barnes. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with it. I was not prepared for it. That's fair. I don't know. What, what? They're definitely trying to flip the lens on so many characters right now that I don't know how I feel about any of them. That's fair. That's what season two of The Mandalorian did a lot, too. I know you haven't watched it, but like that's it's very similar writing and storytelling. I'm, I'm just talking about it from a... Um, sort of a broad perspective um, where like they did a lot of gentle retcons to established characters, right? They did, they did a little bit of like, we're going to kind of back in some stuff, but not be like, Oh wow. uh, Anakin Skywalker's still alive. Actually, you know, they're just like, okay, this person, we're going to say a thing. Right. And WandaVision was the same way. And this has been the same way where they're just like trying to line things up a little bit better, correct some mistakes. Maybe we're made along the way, give it a little bit more cohesion. See, here's the, they are bringing life to these characters. They are, but the Marvel movies, are like Midwest potholes, right? They go away and winter comes and they all come back. So they have to go fix them 
every single year. So they're going to continue to release shows like this to fix the winter potholes. That's not incorrect. Although I do think that they've got it kind of handled with the the shows they've got. Like, I I think they figured it out at this point. Um, And the MCU has been a little bit more airtight to begin with, just because it has sort of had one creative team the whole time. And there's been different writers and directors, obviously, and and definitely things that don't make 100% sense for character development. But I was really stoked to see Helmut Zemo back. I know you didn't remember who he was, but that was a big one for me. I did love that guy in Civil War. It's not Um, that I didn't remember who he was. I remembered he was a character I was supposed to remember. Right. Fair. I just well, and he got about as much him. development as this episode as he did in that whole movie, which is cool. Like the, you're you're seeing a different side of this dude, mm-hmm. um, who also he they it's one of those things where they have like the same mutual end, right? Like they, mm-hmm. neither team wants there to be more super soldiers, but he's a villain and they're not. Right. So it's gonna it's gonna get complicated if they keep uh being a team together. I feel like the only reason they don't want the super soldiers is because they don't have the control that they did with Cap. It's like, there there may not be something inherently wrong with having more super soldiers. It's just, it's like nuclear weapons. No one wants the other guy to have them. (laughs) Right. Well, and at this point, like, at at that point, they didn't want Cap to have him, right? Like, that's the whole plot of Civil War is that he didn't want to sign the Scobie Accords because he felt like, you know, superheroes are fine Mm -hmm. and Cap definitely wanted to be the only super soldier. And, you know... (sighs) I don't think it is entirely like nuclear weapons where like I I get what you're saying, but like also it's sort of a different thing because like I get not wanting to create any more of the super soldiers. Like let's at least deal with the ones we have and not just let this become a rampant thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like I don't I wouldn't say they have control over Bucky Barnes or whether they had control over Cap or not, but at least, you know, they had more influence on him. Sure. But also they weren't making more of them, you know, like we had we had these two and one was good and sort of a problem and one was bad and sort of a problem. And now we have. Well, and the third that we didn't know about right uh who was probably not a problem but was black so we got locked in jail yeah um which is a whole different kind of problem (laughs) yeah uh as a systemic endemic problem that's completely separate from the captain america thing but now we have theoretically 20 right of them assuming that all of them survive the 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 state the treatment um the the change and that so i think that was definitely a big thing because they made a big point of having Nagel be like, I made 20 of these. And I was like, oh, but we only know about six or seven or something like that. Right. We've got, we've got 14 more. <laughs> Which, uh, do you think in the boxes, they're transporting these boxes, do you think it's actually vaccines? Because they're labeled as vaccines in medical supply. I, yeah, I think that's just such an easy, like, I don't know if it is or not, honestly, but like the places always need vaccines. I know we're thinking about it more because of COVID right right now, but like other countries are always in need of vaccine shipments, Ye- especially in, in those sorts of parts of the world. Yeah, I just um, feel like that would be such an easy way to hide things. Yeah, I, like I don't think it's a coincidence by mm-hmm. any means, uh, but honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea where this is going at all, because again, there are only three more episodes. Like how much can you really right. accomplish of all the things you started in three more episodes? Like we're obviously not going to have a satisfying resolution to Sharon Carter right, or whatever her name is. We're obviously not going to have a satisfying resolution to, I don't know. I think you could either pick the John Walker thing or the, or the Carly Morgenthau thing mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Like, I want to see I, where she goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I think that's the, the plot that they're doing. And so far this has like been the thing that sold me the least. Honestly, I'm more bought in on the side plots than I am on the actual like plot <laughs> plot, especially after this episode where they kind of existed wholly separate from each other. Yeah. Like also, I don't, I don't know, know if you could just hear sky barking, but there is a squirrel in the backyard that we've named oh, no. Charlie. Oh um, goodness. And she likes to torture Charlie. So I'm sorry Poor if that Charlie. pops up. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> She's, um, they like to play together. Fair. But Charlie doesn't know they're playing. Fair. 
Okay. No, so I have found myself deeply invested in like the the John Walker thing in the the other Captain America right thing. I honestly um, haven't because I when they showed him, I was like, nope, done, stupid, get rid of him. I'll tell you what, that dude is perfectly normal looking when you take the helmet off of him, but nobody mm-hmm. has ever looked more weird in that helmet. Oh, I agree. His face is like he's too... all. His face is just so much like yeah, jaw like, like mine. <laughs> like it's it's. He, too... <laughs> he looks so weird. Like I thought he was gonna look way different, and they took the helmet off. I'm like, okay, this is just a normal like kind of buff looking dude. But then he puts the helmet on, and like, dude, you look like such a dork. Like, yeah, he looks like someone that was hired for a kid's birthday party as Captain America. Exactly. Yeah, and he's like, just he's not Pastor Ryan you know, on TikTok. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus, that guy being Captain America, yeah. Um, no, I'm I know fully he bought Spider-Man. in on that. That would be wild. That'd yeah. be wild. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how kids feel about Captain America, about the, the new Captain America. That's what I was thinking because it's like this whole country kind of had to mourn the loss of their not figurehead. He's not the queen, but you know, like this big guy that represented them. And then the government's just like, ooh, part two. It's like when a university has a bulldog mascot, like a live mascot, and then they have to replace it. And it's like, because I know Drake in Des Moines just had to do this with Griff. So now they have Griff too. And it's like, but that's not Griff. That's no, that's not Griff. (laughs) No, you just keep naming the dog the same thing, though, because that's the mascot's name. Right. And it's like, like, how many how many Yale bulldogs have there been? Right, or ZL was created. Growly at uh, Virginia Tech, their military dog. Oh, well, he's not a mascot. No, but he's, there have been like three. Have there? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep up with the core. It pops on my feed. Fair. Um, what is, What's been your favorite part of this whole series so far? What's really drawn you toward the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, ooh, the whole thing. Getting to find my memory gaps in uh, past Marvel movies. <laughs> um, I would probably okay, say- Okay, fair. I don't know. Up until this episode, it was the Carly story where, like, you didn't know why we didn't like her so much. But now I'm just drawn in to see where it goes with that. That's so wild. Yeah, that's definitely the part that has sold me the least. Like, I am much more interested in Sam's fishing boat. I am much more interested in Bucky's. I don't care about his stupid boat. (laughs) Oh, I do. I think it's so interesting to, like, give these people real lives. Like, because that's something we never saw in the movies. See, Um, I watch Marvel movies to escape real life. So for me, like. I mean, fair. That's valid. Well, and I'm in the process of apartment hunting right now. So, like, thinking about things like that, I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah. Mm -mm." No, I get that. But also you had like, you know, 24 movies like that. I think it's, it's yeah. you know, uh, and that's what a lot of people are saying is like, oh, well, these are so, these shows are so gatekeepy because like you have to watch all this stuff to understand it and watch the show. And I'm like, yeah, there's been 24 movies, my dude. Like, what did you expect? They were just going to be like, oh, this is all brand new stuff. You don't have to have a single piece of knowledge. I mean, you can walk into it. Katrina watched right. Endgame with no other Marvel movie under her belt. Like, you can do it. Why would you do that? <laughs> she still hasn't seen any others. Just, Not even just- Infinity War? <laughs> I think she's seen those two, actually. God, why would you do that? I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> so, no but, like, you definitely Endo. can go in with no knowledge. It's just going to be a lot more stressful of a movie for you. I mean, sure, yeah, but, like, God, I feel like I- Infinity War doesn't even, like, get you started, right? It just, mm-hmm. it's in. You're, it starts and you're in. That's yep. it. God, that's a lot. Yeah, those are I don't know. And, and the two. You could definitely watch this show without knowing anything. You could probably watch WandaVision without knowing anything. Um, I would agree with WandaVision for sure, because I never really followed Wanda or Vision. Like, Yeah, no, y- y- later on, you sort of need to know the plot of, uh, like, especially Age of Ultron, the movie where she was introduced, the movie where Vision was introduced. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen them all. It's just how right. many times I've rewatched them. I did them all for the show, but that was a long time ago. Uh, so there are <laughs> definitely times where, like, especially with this stuff, the movies I didn't particularly like that much, the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I'm kind of like, oh boy. As long they're as they're referencing. Things. Callbacks to Incredible Hulk. 
No. I should be fine. When there was like, there was funny things like in this episode where they, they uh, get in the car to drive away and Sam's like, you're not going to move your seat up at all. And Bucky's like, nope. Yeah. And that's like a callback to one of those movies. And it's, it's funny. And like, you know, they're doing, they're doing well with that. But I definitely, there are things that are like, I know this is a reference, but I don't remember what it's referencing. So I like actually, my reference alarm went off, but I don't know what it was. Right. I, I'm talking to this uh, guy friend right now and he said he's, actually waiting to watch WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier because he's watching through all the Marvel movies right now. And I was like, see, I don't have the commitment for that because I'll get halfway through and then be like, eh, screw it and not watch anything else. And I want to watch the new content. What that's what's that like? Wanting to watch new content? If I no, if I watch Iron Man right now, like I can't watch Iron Man at any point, right? Iron Man two thousand eight, the first one, right? Because that's that's a week of my life gone, right? Because, because you then have I have twenty three movies to watch, right? I have to finish. But I keep getting to one of the Avengers ones. It's a different one every time, but like one of the it's like Avengers movies, and then I'm like, okay, I've I've spent enough time on this. I need to step away for a bit. What's well, like Becca? You know Becca from Sincerely Us, yeah, the I host do. of a podcast on this network. She'll, like, pick up a random Harry Potter book. And finish it in three hours. It's a, no, it's not even that. Well, yeah. It's not even that. But it's, she'll just, like, she'll be like, you know what? I'm going to read The Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I can't. I would have to start and I'm from like, the beginning. You have to start with book one, chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. Like, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Vernon Dursley of number four, Privet <laughs> Drive, were perfectly <laughs> normal. <laughs> we're proud to say they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much, or whatever it is. I know it ends with thank you very much. Yeah. Like, that's that's how it starts, right? And then And then... Uh, you got to get through all of it. And by yeah. the time, but by the time it's a week later and you've read seven books and you're like, oh God, I, I can't deal with the 19 years later right now. I just have to do something else. See, I get to the point where I read all of them. And I'm like, what was I looking for? Why did I want to re- Like there was some, there was something that sparked that <laughs> I, I wanted to pay attention to. I had a point. <laughs> Exactly. It's the same as like I cannot watch Iron Man right now because if I watch Iron Man, it'll be the only thing I do for mm-hmm. for two weeks, and then I will lose the book challenge because of it. <laughs> I lost the book challenge in the first month. I started I'm my calculus th- class, and I was like, I can't read anymore. I'm three back. I'm fifty four and a half in right now. Becca's at fifty seven. I don't know how far into the fifty eight she is. She'll probably hit me with a, a, a fifty eight check mark any minute, and I'll be four down. But like, probably. I'm dragging her back inch by inch. I I'm- swear to God. I dropped my calculus class, so maybe I'll make myself a solid fifth place contender. Do it. Although I don't think you will, because I don't think I'm in fifth place or third place. Like, I I think there are people in the discord that have passed me and just, yeah, or close to it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I want to say you're probably putting yourself in contention for like 20th, depending on how far behind you are. Oh, I'm very, I've read like three books. Okay. (laughs) Like way back there. And that was why we didn't make this a whole discord thing. I mean, obviously people joined in, but it's why we why we just kept it between the four of us for the most part is because like, I cannot keep up with what everybody else is at. I have a hard time being like, I think Becca's at 57. And then, <laughs> then I have to go through the text message and be like, oh, that was the last one she said. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. I know where she's at. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So what are you, what are you looking forward to with the rest of the, where, what are your predictions? Give me some, some hot oh, theory. Predictions. Um, I think Carly is going to become more of a terrorist. Like we're, it, they're just going to keep going with that. Yeah. Um, I think the boat, uh, Falcon's going to save it. It's going to save the, uh, the, oh, the shrimp boat, the shrimp boat. I think it's going to be safe. Yeah, I think that'll be like the last thing that happens this season is he'll come up with some money somewhere mm-hmm. and then fly in and be like, hey, this is, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in blood diamond money. What's up? Yeah, he could sell some. <laughs> I've been in Africa for two weeks. Right. I stole some blood diamonds. <laughs> he could do that or, you know, anything else. There's nothing else in Wakanda that he could sell. No vibranium. No, yeah, he, could, he couldn't just walk in there and be like, hi, I know I haven't been here maybe ever. I can't remember, but I am black. 
Can I have some vibranium? <laughs> I wonder how that one will go over. Um, let's see the boat. I think that... I don't know how I'm going to feel about Bucky at the end. That's one I'm still like, I don't know where he's going to go. I think he's going to have to develop into this white wolf character at some point that was promised in uh, whichever... I guess it was Black Panther that he was in. So speaking of Black Panther, we haven't touched on the ending of the episode. Yeah, that's where I was, I was bringing okay. it to. <laughs> so I was like, that's um, kind of a big thing. I, yeah, I don't... I don't know how much more we'll see of the Wakandans. Wakandans? I think it's going to they'll, they'll be there the next episode. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing. I think they're going to walk in their next episode. I was going to um, ask if you think T'Challa's be kind there, of, but obviously not. No, I don't think T'Challa will be there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll meet up with some Wakandans somewhere else, but uh, or what. But like the, that was how it worked with the last episode. Bring with me episode Zuri. Two is, we'll see. That's that's the theory right now is that Shuri's going to be in the series at some point. I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah, at the end of the episode two, they were like, oh, we got to go find Helmut Zemo. And then, then that was the whole yeah. third episode. So theoretically, that would be the next logical step is for them to spend the next episode with the Wakandans. I want to see. Which would be cool. Which would be cool. It would be very cool. But I want to see the storyboard. Like, I want to see all the little arrows that are pointing around. Like, I want to see it drawn out on big whiteboard. Well, I don't think they let you into the whiteboard room. I don't think the they MCU. would. <laughs> But I want to see it. Wait, back when we were doing the movies, we postulated about the guy that, uh, the timeline guy that mm -hmm. is like the keeper of the MCU timeline who has to sit there every time they make a new movie with the, with the whiteboard and the string and be like, <laughs> okay, they said eight years later, what the hell do we do with that? <laughs> it's the, the, the meme of the, the guy with the, from, with the red tape. Is that Parks and Rec that it's from? Oh my God, you're so young. Yeah, it's, I It's am. always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, there we go. It's that <laughs> meme. Never seen yeah. it. Carol! <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that is the show for people that were my age. At least. Is well, yeah. I mean, I was probably prime. It's always sunny age when that first show first came out. So like, it definitely hit people my age pretty hard. Uh, like my um, age and, Sh and Shrek and the B-movie. Right. Things that came out before you were born. Yeah, but they were... <laughs> my Gen Z is in love with them. Yeah. Yeah, Gen Z definitely brought the B-movie back in a way that I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> I saw, I was means. reading a BuzzFeed list and it was like, these movies you watched as a child are way overhyped or were way overhyped then are weird now. And the B-movie was on it and all the comments were Gen Z just furious. <laughs> The By all so principles good. of aviation, there's no reason the bumblebee should be able to fly. Its I wings used to are have a small. sticker that says, you like jazz. You like jazz? <laughs> its wings are too small to get their fat little bodies off the ground. I love it so much. I was So we had a homeroom that was like 13 minutes long. And so for three months, we played, I don't know how long it actually was, but we played 13 minutes of the B-movie. That would get you a couple weeks, I would yeah. imagine. 13 minutes is a long time. Well, I think we only um, had it every other week or something. I don't know. Our schedule was gotcha. weird. But yeah, we watched the gotcha, B-movie gotcha, gotcha, in 13-minute gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. increments. Fair. I forgot that, that school's different from how it was when I went to school, yeah. where we had eight classes a day and we had the same eight classes every day all year. Yeah, no, that was not my schedule at all. Yeah, no, that pretty much like died two years after I was born. Not born, after I was like going through it. Right. Like I live in Virginia and people that were a year above me had to take keyboarding and people that year above or below me had to take personal finance. And I didn't have to do either. I didn't have to take personal finance in Iowa. Yeah, everybody, everybody in the class below me had to take personal finance, and and I imagine they have probably changed that at some point. But it was for like at least the next ten years. Uh, had to Did take you personal graduate finance. ten years before me? Uh, I I don't know. This is just in Virginia. Oh, okay, I have no fair. idea how it is elsewhere. Maybe not ten years, but like Cause say I, I was in middle in school. Right. Yeah, it was like one of these things where you had to take it in like seventh grade, and oh, it's been yeah, a long no. time since I was in seventh grade. Um, but I took keyboarding instead even though i didn't have to because they were i figured they were going to reintroduce the rule but mm -hmm. i didn't have to do that i had to learn to type and then um i had to use type to learn three 
in grades three through five. It's the only typing I ever had to take. No, we were not expected to know how to type really at all in elementary school. Well, that's the, we had to have keyboard covers so we could not see our letters so that we can just, I'm really good at typing without looking at it now. I mean, same, yeah. I did that was on a keyboarding. We took a whole class. It was a semester long in seventh grade or eighth grade. Um, but also I was still where they were like, oh, you have to learn cursive in high school and college. Everything you're going to have to turn into cursive. Same. I, I got to high school and they were like, here's a laptop. <laughs> this is your school issued laptop. You do all your work on it. Thank you. So I want to say they stopped teaching cursive like five years or go or so so yeah. i learned it all through elementary school all through middle school but did you know they don't teach them how to read analog clocks now that's insane mm-hmm. that's so wild our school agers at daycare don't know how to read our giant analog clock and they don't have chalkboards or anything nope <sighs> i remember when they started re- redoing all the chalkboards in the school with whiteboards and then i remember when they gave every room in the school a smart board i remember when my mom got a smart board and then she wrote on it with dry erase marker nice because my mom's a teacher so she had You're- one in her room did you ever have to deal with overhead projectors? Yeah, I did in or, okay. early elementary. Okay. Yeah, I had them all the way through high school yeah. that some teachers would use the overhead projector. See, it's weird because I'm the youngest child of two millennial siblings. Yeah. So a lot of the toys that people are like, oh, Gen Z, you wouldn't get it. I'm like, that's all I played with. We were poor. <laughs> like I had the hand-me-downs. Right. Well, I was talking to a college freshman about this recently and she was like, yeah, my first cell phone was an iPhone. And I was like, mm-hmm. I had I had seven cell phones or eight cell phones before the iPhone even came to Verizon. My first phone was a flip phone. It was a track phone and I had to pay for my own minutes. And I got it in fifth grade because I started to go to football right. games by myself. Yeah. She was like, I got my iPhone in fourth grade. And I was like, no, I was in fourth grade. When I was in fourth grade, cell phones they like they didn't have LCD screens on them yet. I still had a Nokia clicky brick phone. Yeah, I, and I had got a, it in fifth grade. The nine keyboard that was my first phone. Yeah. Oh, I had the keyboard on the Nokia didn't even have T nine word on. It. You just had to type. Oh wow! Like, click 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 click. Yikes! Like the second phone was the first one that had that had the the T nine typing thing on it, which I could do, probably still to this day could do that in my pocket and make coherent words. Oh my gosh! For sure. I could never. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my first that was that iPhone. was it for years. I didn't have an right. iPhone until my first smartphone I got in 2013. So I was a sophomore in college. So I got mine like two years after you did. Because uh, yeah. I remember I was like seventh grade. I got the iPhone 5C and it was lime green. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, I remember when the 5C came out. So my first iPhone was, yeah, uh, was it was the 5S. Was the first one I had. Okay. It was the first one that came with Siri, uh, I think. Because they, they had the 5. And they replaced the five with the S and the C. And that was the first time they did the two, right. two thing where they they, they they had a cheap one and an expensive one. Um, that was my first iPhone was the 5S. Before that, I had a couple different Androids and my freshman year of college. So I guess it was 2012 when I got this actually. I had a Blackberry. Ooh, Blackberries are nice. Yeah. Which was still so like, yeah, when, when Tori Wood was like, oh, this is my first phone was an iPhone. I was like, you, you child. Yeah, no, I we lived in rural Missouri. My mom was a teacher yeah. and a single mom. So like I did not get the experience a lot of Gen Z had. And that's right. why I say I'm a bad Gen Z because you had a much more millennial experience. I had a much more millennial experience. And even just like the way I talk, like, I don't know if, well, you've had this conversation with Katrina where she adds the like slash whatever to the end to show. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're I all crazy that. for that. I don't I think you're all that. crazy I for that. <laughs> I get that it works, but like, I don't know. Yeah, she's way more um, Gen Z than me in every single way. But it's like, I, and this is the thing about millennials is why we're so weird about nostalgia and everything, especially compared to basically every other group of people is like, they change the rules on us basically every six months for our entire lives. Like, I remember uh, getting my first CD player and then my first portable CD player. And before that, I had to listen to music either on the radio or from cassette tapes. And if I wanted to, to, to put make a cassette tape for my Walkman, I would have to like record songs off the radio onto a cassette tape tape and make a mixtape 
and I had to wait for those songs to come on the radio to make that mixtape or play them in my dual cassette deck <laughs> if I had them. I never had that, but we had CD players and then we got the uh, iPod Nano, I think was the little clippy one. Yeah. Um, before that, I actually had a knockoff iPod Nano. It was pink. And then my sister got the iPod and she downloaded a movie to it. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then I saved up all my money and bought an iPod Touch. And I had that for like three years. And then I got my yeah. 5C. My iPod Touch was my fifth iPod. Was, so like, I, yeah, I lived through the whole thing. They changed the rules every six months. I remember Blu-ray being invented. I remember the war with Blu-ray and HDVD. Like, oh, yeah, well, and no and, one would, we wouldn't buy a Blu-ray player or the other one because my mom was like, I'm not wasting money on one if we don't know which one's going to stick around. Right. I, and I, I had an HD DVD player that attached externally to my Xbox 360. I currently have an Xbox 360, but it's um, a newer. Yeah. So they, they'd been, they've been changing the rules every six months. And so like, yeah, you know. I still remember having to wind a, a freaking cassette tape back with my pencil. See, and I had toys versions of cassette tapes, but I didn't. Right. I didn't ever have like the real, except when I was at my grandma's house. But no, and I loved getting the uh, the Nickelodeon VCR or VHS tapes because they were orange, orange bright black, orange, yeah, bright orange, yeah. Um, the Veggie Tail ones were green. I never did Veggie Tales. Oh, my, my family was obsessed just, with Veggie. Yeah, no, my parents just let me watch stuff. Yeah, no. I definitely knew people that were Veggie Tales kids. I was not. I was a um, Veggie Tales kid. I can yeah. like. Sometimes I'll just get VeggieTales songs stuck in my head still, and I'm almost 19 now. I remember going to a workshop in church when I was a kid where they told me I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter because it was witchcraft. It's It was a wild, it's been a wild ride, man, a wild, and then, you know, 12 she years ago they invented really, the iPhone and everything stopped, yeah, she, I don't and know technology's tell, mostly been the same. But she She's is freaking furious at Charlie. There. It's also possible that there's a dog walking by because we live right next to a walking path. All right. Well, it's wrap time. It here is. on... The final weekend of the Winter Soldier, Marvel Monday episode of Bacon and Eggs. Um, any final thoughts, Rach? No. About the TV show, about life, about anything? Other than I need to go catch that squirrel. Um, Fair. <laughs> or just bring a bird catcher or a squirrel feeder out of the yard. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am excited Me to too. see where the Gen Z millennial war goes because it's the stupidest thing on the planet. <laughs> We should Team have you part. on to Perspective Z to talk about Team that. Team side part. Team side part. Do you see my hair right now? Team skinny jeans. Do you see the side part? Yeah. I told you I'm a bad millennial or a bad Gen Z. Yeah. I can't. Some of the, some of the things you people get into. I can't deal with, uh, with the middle parts. I can't deal with the baggy jeans. I can't deal with AJR. Like, Same. I'm not here for it. <laughs> yeah, no. I Side part skinny jeans. I listen to predominantly country music, honestly, so I don't get into much of the pop culture debate or the pop music debate mm. because all the radio stations now are all TikTok music all the time. Yeah, yeah. The Driver's License is a fine song. It didn't, it's okay. It didn't deserve what it got. I still haven't listened to it all the way through. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. It's just a pop song. Um, it's not, it's not better than anything Drake's ever done, but whatever. Uh, anyway, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at, uh, I don't know what my Instagram is. Hold up. Okay, let's look at my Instagram handle. Uh, you can find me, Rachel underscore Bartholomew, on Instagram, and that's B-A-R-T-H-O-L-O-M-E-W. Uh, my Twitter is at rbartholomew094. Or you could find uh, Perspective Z wherever you get your podcasts, now at WBNE Podcast, or on Twitter at Perspective underscore Z underscore. It's two underscores, so yeah. What's coming up on your show that we should know about? Anything fun? Anything exciting? Um, I, We don't really have anything huge coming up. Other than uh, we're talking to a potential guest, so stay tuned for that. Neat. Maybe you can come on and talk about side parts and skinny jeans. I would love to come on and talk about side parts and skinny jeans. Yeah, that's... I'll see if I can come up with some avail for that. 
All right, let That'd me be know. Fun. That'd be fun. You know where to reach me. I do. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Um. <laughs> anyway, this has been another episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishon Brandon, graphite.vmb on Instagram. Our music is by Sam Jones at the Sam C. Jones on Instagram. And uh, on behalf of Tyler Carlin, I've been Ethan Edshill. She's been Rachel Bartholomew. Bye. Bye. <laughs>